0: Welcome to today's IOT podcast brought to you by MarketScale. I'm Sean Heath, and today's conversation is with Rebecca Corliss, the Vice President of Marketing for Owl Labs. Rebecca, how are you today?
1: I am excellent, thanks. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing quite well. It's, it's like 70 degrees in Dallas today, so, you know, back to what normally we have as winter here. Now, I, realize, I, I believe you're up in the Northeast, right? So are you staying warm?
1: uh no turns out we're not with <laughs> snowed yesterday um but you know what i like snow i've always been a new england gal so it's really really pleasant it's sunny today so it works
0: you know i have a teenage daughter and whenever it gets below freezing in dallas if there's no snow she's just mad oh. because she says that doesn't make any sense if it's if it's going to be cold i want it to snow i'm like honey i don't that's not exactly how weather works, but I appreciate your enthusiasm. Now, talking about enthusiasm, I'm really excited about having a chance to sort of pick your brain today because you you work in one of my favorite industries, and that's IoT. That's something that Al Labs is really one of the industry leaders in. Um, but I want to look at it from your viewpoint, because you have sort of an interesting background. You know what? Let's just go ahead and start there. Do me a favor. Give me sort of the elevator pitch on how you wound up at Owl Labs. Sure.
1: So the last eight and a half years prior to Owl Labs, I was at an amazing company called HubSpot doing marketing software. It was a phenomenal chance. And uh, one of the things that I always contributed in addition to marketing has been a focus on employee success. And one of the trends that I started to observe was the increase of people working remotely um, as part of their job, as part of their work patterns. And so when there came a day to join a very cool hardware product that was really centralized around supporting remote workers, I had to jump on it. And that's what brought me to Owl Labs and the Media Owl.
0: So you really kind of have earned your skins as sort of a startup. Uh, warrior, right? That seems to be kind of something that you're pretty good at.
1: Uh, I, I like that startup warrior. That's great. So actually, to that point, when I joined HubSpot, we were about 45 employees. And when I left uh, at the beginning of 2017, we were about 1600 or so. So it was quite the growth opportunity, that's for sure.
0: Well, you know, you have a very interesting sort of approach. And as as a nerd, as a hardware geek, which I am and proudly so, I get, sometimes I can just get so deep dive into how things work. The, the software, the source code, the transistors, the RAM, you know, all the processors and things like that. And sometimes I can get so just submerged in that that I miss the really cool part about IoT and that is not how it works, but what kind of work it can do. And that's what I was really excited to talk to you about today. So now you, because you're on the marketing side, you have to understand what the thing can do. It's kind of hard to sell something if you don't know what you're selling, right? And so I'm really excited. Let's talk about, first off, let's just tell me what Owl Labs does, just as a general statement, and then we'll go from there.
1: Sure. So Owl Labs is the creator of the Meeting Owl, a brand new product that we launched last June. And what the Meeting Owl is, it's a 360 degree video conferencing camera. You can imagine putting it in the center of your table. And what it does is it uses audio cues and computer vision to automatically focus on someone when they start talking. So the result is an experience with, if you're dialed into a call, a meeting, whatever it may be, you're always going to get a nice face-on view of the person talking because it's capturing that um, with the natural perspective that someone in the room might. And then what's really neat, um, we as an IoT device were one of the first Wi-Fi connected video conferencing cameras, and so we're thinking about how we can use the really interesting, valuable data that we're collecting from this that we can offer back to our customers.
0: Okay, hold on. It sounded like you said a 360-degree camera that can focus in on the sound of the person speaking and it can turn what explain that to me again that doesn't (laughs) sound even remotely possible
1: i'll I'll do it let me tell a little story so as a marketer i tell i talk through anecdotes so let me talk about the invention of this thing so our cto mark schnittman he's a roboticist he originally came from irobot brilliant guy uh, one day he joined a startup out in the West Coast and he was working remotely for that company based in Boston. And he thought remote work was great except for meetings. Meetings were terrible until one day, uh, one of his coworkers that happened to be in the conference room where they're having the meeting, put the laptop, imagine this, on a swivel stool and started just swiveling the stool to focus on whoever whoever was talking at that time. And then Mark said, oh, my goodness, this is perfect. This is, this is a game changer. And I'm a roboticist, so I'm going to build this. And so literally what he's built is a bird brain, if you will, that uses robotics algorithms to take audio inputs, video inputs, understand where someone's sitting, um, will learn if someone moved to a different part of the room, and then take that. So at any given point, imagine like an automated cameraman and all these cuts to always focus on whoever's talking. It's very, very cool.
0: Man, I almost wish I owned a company so I could buy one of those. I don't know that I could justify buying one to just have it at the house. Although I do have to say, I'm kind of nervous with the, if if video cameras are going to sh- really start to evolve like this, does that mean I'm, I won't be able to work from home in my pajamas anymore? <laughs>
1: Well, it turns out, so when we looked at research um, in terms of what are the components that go into successful communication, 55% is facial expressions and body language. So if you're not turning on your camera, you're actually putting the person on the other side of the line at a disadvantage because they're not getting those visual cues to make communication very natural. And that's a real problem when a single person is meeting with a group of people because they're at the disadvantage. They don't have the same context as the folks that are in the room.
0: Well, there is a growing trend, and I I don't think it's just a trend. I think it's actually the direction that business is going. I believe that you did a study about remote work last year. Tell me a little bit about what you found out about that and kind of the sort of um, deductions that you made from that study.
1: Sure. So... One of the most interesting pieces that we wanted to learn is what is the frequency of remote work? Um, is this a simple little benefit that some folks get to use or is this a growing normality? Is this something that many people are doing? And one of the things that we found that was really impactful is that 52% of employees across all industries, all roles are working from home at least once a week, at least once a week. And that's fascinating because That means that remote work isn't just a unique benefit that only some people get to take advantage of. This is becoming a norm that everyone is doing. And it's, and we need to make sure that workplaces are, are investing in technology that makes remote work possible. So you can be just as impactful if you're at your desk or if you're at your desk at home. And so that's been really amazing to understand and learn.
0: So just as a side note, uh, do you ever get to work from home?
1: I do. Uh, fun fact. Uh, I like to do work from home Wednesdays. That's my favorite. <laughs> and um, I like that. Isn't that great? And then forty percent of our employees at our labs are remote. Um, it's helpful because they're the the best testers of our products, so we can make sure everything gets better and better over time.
0: Oh, so you're like a mobile QA department?
1: <laughs> there you go. I like that.
0: Yeah, that's really that's really cool. All right, so. The, the, what did now tell me again, what did you call the owl? What's the device, the main device called that sits on my conference table?
1: That's your meeting owl.
0: Meeting owl. And so self-contained, Wi-Fi capable, 360 degree sound sensitive, autofocusing camera. Is that pretty close?
1: That's right. There's actually, it's an eight mic array all around the Meeting Owl. And the one important thing, because we're we're on audio right now, it has no moving parts. So all this is done is via software inside of the Meeting Owl. It captures a full panorama, and then it chooses what part of the panorama it wants to focus on at any given time. So no moving parts all through software on the Meeting Owl.
0: Really, it's just a static camera. It doesn't, there's no servos. There's nothing inside there to break. uh, Or let me rephrase that. There's nothing mechanical that has been designed for obsolescence.
1: Exactly. That's right.
0: Wow. That's, so it's like a solid state. That's really, that's really very cool. The geek in me really wants to ask you about 97 more questions, but I'm going to maintain my composure and continue. Let's talk a little bit Obviously, you guys are not at the cutting edge. You're way past that. You're not, you're even past the bleeding edge. You can see the cuts coming. They haven't even got to. You're so far ahead of the curve on this. So that means that, you know, right now it's uh, convention season. It's trade show season. Everybody's bringing out the new weezits and giga's. And hey, check out this widget. And so, is there something that you can? talk about that doesn't get either of us in trouble about maybe some direction you're looking as a, as a company, as an industry leader, something that you think deserves attention and development moving forward, let's say in the next 18 months.
1: Yeah, I absolutely can. So being choosing to have the Meeting Owl be an IoT device has opened up a lot of doors for how we, the Meeting Owl can progress over time. So just a really simple example, um, we can send uh, different software updates, different features, and actually send them over the air to all of our Wi-Fi-connected owls at our different customer companies. So that's very cool. And the other opportunity that brings is data. So I'm very excited about this. So I'll give an example of something that we can measure right now. Um, So one of the things that we can report back to our users are uh the frequency of video conferencing meetings, pretty standard. But even cooler is the number of people that were sitting in the room at any given time. And that's because the meeting L is there. It can see each person's face and it can count that and give that back. So what we're doing now is thinking about... How can we, what other data might we want to collect and report back? And what other findings can we share with our customers to help them better, have better conversations, um, make sure they're including the remote employees on the call uh, better, different things like that. So I'm super excited. And we're right in the phase right now that we're thinking about what we want to collect and how we might report on that.
0: You know, that's really interesting. So as you're able to gather data, through the use of the Meeting Owl, you can then take that data and sort of quantify, oh, you know what, maybe we could do this. So it, it's sort of a a momentum building feature. The ability to grab that data and then be able to look at it will help you sort of decide the proper feature set, or here's a new capability that we can push out, which allows you to stay ahead of the curve because you're able to put you know, new features out without having to put out a new hardware.
1: That's exactly right. And we're really dedicated to uh, we like to compare it to the Tesla. I think that's a bit of a stretch. Teslas are pretty darn cool. <laughs> but the Tesla you bought on day one um, is much different than the Tesla you have at the end of the year because they're always adding new things. So we want to take a similar approach just to make the meeting out better, smarter, and, and more helpful.
0: So as we've talked about remote work is sort of changing to become a common, is there something else that you see is really going to start taking hold?
1: Yeah, I think uh, – so we talked about video a little bit earlier. I think video is not 100% a norm today, uh, and that stat I mentioned, that 55% of communication comes from facial expressions, body language, et cetera. I think people are going to pick up that their most successful distributed conversations, distributed meetings – are ones that do use video. So I think a lot of companies will shed some of their shyness, if you will, (laughs) and realize that there really is a benefit to, to investing in that. So we're really proud to help people figure that out and strengthen their communications overall.
0: Yeah, because it seems like any company's strongest feature is the brains of the people who work there. And so if you can come up with a more natural uh, way to communicate and to share those ideas and remove that barrier of the awkward static on a phone call or, you know, like you said, not being able to pick up on facial cues or body language, that this is almost a revolution in the way that companies communicate both internally and company-wide.
1: That's exactly right. So to go back to Mark's story when he was remote at his startup, his role was um, was leading robotics. And so he had a real leadership position. He needed to guide his team that was far away and make sure he was able to support them and be the resource he needed. And yet in those team meetings that even used video, it was just unoptimized video, he felt like he couldn't contribute in those meetings that he was supposed to considering his role. So he was literally at a disadvantage and literally not giving the value that he was expected to give due to that, that lack of context.
0: Well, I could ask you about 7,000 more questions. The number just keeps increasing because as you talk, more and more ideas pop into my head and I think, oh, what about this? What about that? But sadly, you don't have 74 hours for this interview. So here's what we're going to do. I will save some of those questions and that way I can use it as an excuse to get to have another conversation, another podcast with you in the future.
1: I would love that.
0: Today, I've been speaking with Rebecca Corliss, the Vice President of Marketing for Owl Labs. Rebecca, thank you so much for taking the time today. It has been really fascinating talking to you.
1: Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, go to marketscale.com slash industries. And if you have a chance, subscribe to the MarketScale publications for the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries.